What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, I'm your grandmother, and I'm going to give you some advice. Don't take any wooden nickels. It means don't get involved with jackasses. <laughs> it is Gina, and the lovely woman that does my intro is my guest on the show today. Grandma Ferraro is joining us, and she's going to tell us how she thinks she's been so happy and healthy for 87 years. Plus, we're going to hear what it was like to grow up in the 30s and 40s and work in Manhattan. And Grandma spills the beans on what kind of kid I was growing up. Oh, boy. All that coming up next on this episode of Don't Take Any Wooden Nickels with me, Gina Ferraro. Hey, it's Gina for another episode of Don't Take Any Wooden Nickels, January 7th, 2020. Happy New Year. Hope it's going great for you so far. I have got my grandma on with me today. She's finally agreed to jump on the mic. She's the one that does the intro and outro for this very podcast, so maybe she's already made you chuckle. Grandma, hello. Hi, Gina. How are you? Good, how are Happy you? Happy New Year. <laughs> All right, so, well, first tell me what year were you born? 1932. What was it like growing up in the 30s, 40s, 50s? Well, my memory goes back uh, pretty far, and um, it was wonderful. I remember when I got a little bit older, we could be out all day. Roller skating drove the neighbors crazy. <laughs> so we were about 9 or 10 when we did that, but there were always adventures that we had in Bergen County, New Jersey. Well, I was born in Brooklyn. But I, I was raised in Bergen County, New Jersey. So how is it life different than from now? Well, it's not different for me. It's still one big adventure, but it's <laughs> not as adventurous for the younger people when I was growing up, I don't think. We had adventures every day. What do you mean? What kind of adventures? Were you riding your bikes to go get ice cream or what? Well, yeah, going to get ice cream. That was always a big thrill. No, we were never allowed to ride bicycles. My father was a truck driver in New York, and he saw too many accidents, and he wouldn't let us drive bikes. Mm -mm. We, we never had a bike, no. Can you even ride a bike to this day? I did. I learned how to ride a bike oh. on a little yellow banana bike. It took me all summer, and um, I was very proud of myself <laughs> until a kid deliberately ran into me, and I was furious. <laughs> And that's the last time I rode a bike. How old were you when you learned how to ride? Oh, I was a mother of six. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I bet you I was near 40. Somebody actually ran into you with what? Their bicycle. <laughs> Their bicycle. And I thought, how stupid can you be? And were you hurt? No, I was just scared, you know, because <laughs> I was still learning how to ride a bike. And I would have to get up on a little incline to get me going. <laughs> and that's why I would go across the street to the school because they had a little incline and uh, and it was all paved so that I very carefully rode my bike. Did any of your kids help you? No, not at all. I did it all by myself. Why? Yeah, I don't know. 
they figured, hey, that was my adventure, not theirs. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story of when your son, my dad, taught me how to ride a bike? No, 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 no. I was in first grade. Oh. And he took me to a big parking lot. You know, we were taking the training wheels off. And I must have wrecked 40 times. And skinned up knees. I mean, I was crying. You know, and he'd push me and try to get me to go. And I just couldn't get it. And then the next morning, I woke up. And I got up. And I ran downstairs to the garage. Got on my bike. And I just rode off into town and it was like it just finally clicked your favorite uncle did the same thing he did yes we were out in the woods and we went in there to cut a christmas tree down and we were all together and all of a sudden i turned around and i said where's perry and he must have been six or seven (laughs) and he was across the street using a bench to get momentum to ride. He was learning how to ride a two-wheeler bike. He did the same thing you did. Really? Yes. I mean, obviously, you didn't teach the boys how to ride no, a bike. I, I couldn't. You didn't know how. No. Did Grandpa? No, I think they taught themselves. <laughs> wow. They did everything by themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you worked in New York City, in Brooklyn. No, I worked in Wall Street. Oh. The block over from Wall Street. So you were working in Manhattan. I was in Manhattan, yes. And and tell me about that job and how you were one of the first people to work with computers. And what yes. year was that? 1953. I worked for the Grand Union. People in New Jersey would know what that is, mm-hmm. but not around here. And it was IBM, and the computers were enormous, enormous. I mean, like one machine was so big, and all it did was sort out cards because we had key punch operators in there. And I would fill orders from a tub, well, it was a metal tub, that had cards Uh in it. And um, I hated it. I hated the job, but I loved going to Manhattan to say that I worked in Manhattan. I only worked there about six months. And then we moved back to Jersey, and I said, this is not what I went to work for, and Mm. I quit there. What were you making? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. By the time I paid for the commute from New Jersey to Manhattan, I had nothing left. Really? Really. But do you remember what you were making an hour? The whole thing was $32 a week. A week? A week. And my transportation costs $25. For the whole week, transportation was $25? Yep. 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 I mean, people make that an hour now. Isn't that wild? But I I loved going into the city. I loved, especially on Saturday when, um, what was the, the coffee that Jackie Robinson was the president of? I forget Folgers? what. No, 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 no. I forget what it was. But, oh, it smelled so good. Manhattan was the first time I had a toasted bagel. We always mm. ate our bagels, just put butter on a cream cheese and ate it that way. But they had them toasted with butter. It was so good. How would you get ready for your job? Like, what would you wear? And would you do your hair and all that? Oh, absolutely. You were going into the city. So I wore heels. I wore white gloves the first week. That didn't last long because <laughs> I got filthy. I didn't wear a hat. I did not. But I got dressed. I mean, it was no jeans, no, no sloppiness. It was I was going to work. As I still do today, when I go to the doctors, I'm dressed. Usually when I go even shopping, I'm dressed. Mm -hmm. I don't go, but lately I've been going like a pig for some (laughs) reason. I don't know why. 
do you think that that's kind of a lost tradition that um, that women aren't getting like dressing fancy to go out of the house? I think so. And it's a shame because they even come to church with jeans and, a, you know, a, just a plain jacket. Now, when my daughter was in Washington, D.C., I went there one weekend thinking I was going to see such beautiful clothes. And I saw the same thing that I saw at home. Really? Nobody was dressed. Yeah. Nobody. No. It was different times. Yeah. Yeah. Different times. Yeah. Everybody got dressed when I was a kid. Yeah. And what year did you have all six children by? Oh, well, I guess 65. Uh, what was it like carting around to all these kids? Were you like turning heads with all the boys when they were young kids? A little bit, but not much. Not yeah. much, but... I can remember Jimmy and Richie were in school. So I had the f three boys. I would hold two boys by the hand. And the third boy had to hold my skirt. <laughs> I couldn't let go. And that's how we walked, oh. especially in walking across the streets and uh, so on and so forth. Now, what about the boys? Would you get them all dressed up before you leave the house? Yes, of yeah. course. Yes. And Sundays they were all dressed up. And I can remember polishing their shoes. Out oh. uh, of Saturday night, trying to get them to look halfway decent. Of course, we didn't have Sunday shoes and everyday shoes, and we didn't have sneakers yet. Mm. They didn't wear sneakers. They wore oh. shoes. So they would dirty their shoes up all week and then have to wear them to church. Yes, but I polished them up, and they looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and they wore shirts and ties and dress pants. Yep. Wow. Yep. Remember when you bought all the boys' leisure suits? Oh, they were teenagers. Mm -hmm. I thought I was doing something wonderful, but that was the style then. That was the the Nehru look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I bought them all. Oh, they, well, what are you going to do? That's. <laughs> I was working. I was making money. All right, now fast forward to today. You're 87. You're going to be 88 this year, Graham. I know. What do you think about social media and the internet? I feel bad for the kids. I Why? really feel they have no adventures mm. and they don't know how to talk to each other. Mm. And families are very, it's very sad. Everybody needs adventures. Mm -hmm. Everybody. I don't care how old you get. And I always kind of look at my days as, as one adventure after another. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think I'm a pretty happy person. Yeah, but I feel bad for kids not being out there and even getting into scrapes and trouble and so on. That was part of life. Now they just vegetate. I even find sometimes myself looking at my phone too much. It can get addicting. Yeah. And I always say I'm so lucky. I feel lucky that I'm of the, I guess, one of the last generations, really, that remember what it was like before yeah. and yeah. without it. And that, hey, life was OK without it. Yeah. I can remember when the boys were all a little bit bigger. They weren't little. They were a little bit bigger, not quite teenagers yet, but, and, and Dick looked at me and said, should I go out there and play ball with them? Well, there were five of them. They, they didn't need their father <laughs> to play ball. I said, do you want to go out and play ball with them? He said, no. I said, then don't, because they'll know you don't want to be there. <laughs> and Dick is grandpa. Yes. Tell me a little bit about grandpa. Oh, he was a love, he was a musician and he was in Vietnam and everybody goes, oh, he was a musician in Vietnam. Yeah. He went out every night with his gun. They, they went out and guarded the perimeter. 
He went into every little village there was and gave concerts with their rifle and their instrument on one side and the other. And I told the newspaper about that, too, because I wanted people to know that. Yeah. They were musicians, but they were soldiers first. Mm-hmm. And he was in the Marine Corps for how long? 20 and- years. But see, he was in the Marine Corps before we were married, and he did his three years mm-hmm. and got out. Then we got married, started our family, and he said, I want to go back into the Marine Corps. And my famous last words were, nobody goes back to the service after they've been there. Yeah. But he did, and we did. And it was the best thing we ever did. What would you say, now that Grandpa's gone, is the one thing you miss the most about him? Everything. Oh. Everything about him. Yeah. He was, he was a great guy. He was just great. He was just very comforting to be around. Mm-hmm. Did you find that so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. just, con- he didn't, he wasn't a show off and he wasn't, he was a humble man mm-hmm. and, and he was just great to be around. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I miss him. I yeah. he, he did have that calming presence. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. And, and because of him, I wanted to play clarinet. And my cousin, his other granddaughter, she played clarinet as well. Yes. And, uh, and he would always give me little lessons on the side because that was one of the many instruments that he knew how to play. Everything. He knew how. He couldn't master a stringed instrument, but he could play everything else, even a piano. And Nancy learned to play the piano by watching him. I just want you to tell me one story that you think most defined me as a child. <laughs> oh, you were self-willed <laughs> and you didn't, oh, I don't know. You were a difficult child. You were a difficult child. In what way? Uh, you just, I don't know. Well, you were willful. Huh? And one time we had a little bed set up in our bedroom. And when you all left, we found candy wrappers under your bed because your mother didn't let you have candy. That was some idea of what you were like. <laughs> so I was sneaking the candy and yes. hiding the wrappers? Yes, yes, under the bed. Do you, know. you remember the one time we came to visit you and I did something? I sassed you. And you smacked me across the mouth. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Do you remember after you smacked me, I went and hid yes. under, under your bed? Yes. I remember if, that. Oh, my From goodness. the monster grandma. Well, we didn't expect it from you. Yeah, I know. You were our sweet grandma. I know. I know. So am I still strong-willed? Yes. Okay. You wouldn't be where you are if you weren't. <laughs> Yeah, I take after you, Graham. No? No, but Kenny did say, I said to him once, not that long ago, I said, I want to be a warrior. And he said, Mom, you've always been a warrior. Oh. Isn't that sweet? That is sweet. That is sweet. Yeah. Last question. You know, as the years go by, what would you say is the key to just happiness and health? Family. And that's why I moved to Ohio. And it's been a marvelous experience. Mm -hmm. It's been an adventure. (laughs) Yes, it has. And uh, as far as being healthy, I think I just have good genes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So is that going to translate to me, you think? I hope so. Yes. (laughs) 
I don't see why not. Yeah, I hope you're right. Thank you so much, Graham, for jumping on my podcast. I've had a lot of people request that that you join, and she finally did. So, you know, if you ever have any questions, you maybe want me to ask Grandma or have her on again, you can always find me on Instagram at Gina Lola. Grandma, thank you so much. I love you. I know. Thank you, darling. Thank you. It was fun. This is Grandma Marie. With the help of God, I'll see you next week. Take care and know that I love you. And what? And that's it. <laughs> what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.